0: Show your home for car talk, covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Let's rev up the conversation. Time for Driven Radio Show.
1: Hey, all you gearheads and car fiends, welcome to Driven Radio Show, your weekly automotive happy hour. I am Brett Hatfield here with my co-host and engineer extraordinaire, Mr. Mark Groves. That's me. It's Fitty. Fitty. We are coming to you from Driven Radio Studios, where it is thankfully. Finally cooled off. It's weather worth being in outside. We've got the windows open at home. It's nice. Open them
0: up before I left. Got
1: down into the 50s last night. Ooh. Yeah, ragweed. Finally got to hear my air conditioner kick off for (laughs) the first time since (laughs) April. (laughs) Did an oil change and lubrication. You know, you want to pop the hood up every now and then take a look at her. (laughs) Our special guests this week are John Mahovitz and Dan Morris. John was born and raised in Southern California. He became involved with gasoline and motor oil advertising in high school. In 2011, John started dealing in higher-end gas and oil items with an emphasis on genuinely rare pieces. In 2015, he was asked to join Morphe's Auctions as head of their Automobilia and Petrolani. I can never say that right. Petroliani.
0: Help me. Petroliani. (laughs) It sounds Italian. Petroliana. 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 There (laughs) you go. I I just needed some guidance. Kind of like Pollyanna,
1: only cooler. Yeah. Dan Morris was born and raised in northwest Georgia. He began collecting unique, antique, Coca-Cola advertising at the age of 11. Over time, he traveled the country to find better items and met some of the best dealers and collectors in the business. In June of 2016, Dan and his family opened the cedartown Museum of Coca-Cola memorabilia housed in the original Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola bottling company in cedartown Georgia. He has expanded his buying to include all sorts of vintage advertising. Dan and John have now combi- have combined their expertise to bring the industry something that's so desperately needed in a company called Authentication and Grading Services, or AGS. AGS is an independent grading and authentication service for antique advertising of all types. Gentlemen, welcome to Driven Radio.
2: Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. No, it yeah, does. Thank you, guys
1: does bear mentioning that John is a repeat offender. We had him on back in uh, January to talk about what he does for Morphe's auctions. But this seems like something that was a long time coming. Uh, What what or who is your typical customer?
2: Well, right now, um, there's a huge demand that we're seeing uh, due to a lot of the reproductions that have hit the market, a lot of new collectors that are you know, uh, getting involved, say in the last year, something like that. Uh, as prices have really increased, um, you know, we, we've kind of seen a service demand across all boards, from from you know a, a hundred dollar piece to a hundred thousand dollar piece. So um, it really, you know, the customer base is just about anybody that's interested in collecting authentic original pieces.
0: What goes for $100,000?
2: Yeah, that's my next question. As a sign, because I'm like,
0: (laughs) wow, I want to know what that was and start looking.
2: Yeah, these days it's been, uh, that used to be so few and far between, but now almost every auction for for gas and oil and just general advertising that you see, whether it's Morphe's or other auction houses, you're seeing multiple pieces in the six figure range. But it's it's going to be uh, super high grade, uh, super rare pieces.
1: So when you do this, where are the items graded? Do you have them brought to you or do you go to a sale
2: or uh, wherever the item is located? So we're just getting started now. And uh, our first show is going to be the Indie Ad Show here uh, about two weeks. That's in Indianapolis. And we'll be doing on-site grading there. Um, That's just a, a dealer type show. You can come in and bring your pieces and we can authenticate them there. Um, We're also offering shipping to us so we can do a process in-house here in Pennsylvania and larger collections we're uh, offering to travel to your collection.
1: So when you say larger pieces, uh, I assume that's really big signs like a, a car dealership sign. What's the process to authenticate something like a car dealership sign?
2: Car dealership stuff is probably some of the toughest stuff to do because it's so large generally in multiple pieces and things like that. So uh, on, on something like a car dealership neon or a porcelain neon, we are looking at every individual panel that that was produced on the sign and you know assessing a grade for, for each individual piece um, that's going to in total come up with a total grade for the entire piece. Um, and we're also looking for areas of restoration, repaint, areas where the sign may have possibly been drilled for neon where it was never actually used for neon. That was later added. So there, the, the, it's funny as you bring up the car dealership stuff because that's some of the most complicated stuff that there is.
1: What After you've done an assessment on a piece or pieces, what does the customer receive?
2: I'm going to let Dan take that one
3: yeah so our our plan and goal here has been able to provide a final product to the customer that not only tells them that the piece is authentic, which obviously is important, but also to let them know the condition of the piece, any notes or significant uh details that we deem important is, is essentially the customer will get a full report on their item they'll get a custom printed decal with the grade of the item as well as a QR code which links to our website which will provide them with additional information. Um, uh, We actually uh, were doing some items today using uh, an XRF analysis gun. Uh, We won't use that on every item but for items that are questionable it actually can look at the chemical makeup of pieces and we'll give that report also to people in our findings whether or not it's authentic or, or inauthentic um so uh we're trying to make it a user-friendly experience both for the customer who's getting the service done but also if that person ever decided to sell the item it's easy turnkey the buyer knows what they're getting the seller knows what they're selling it's all transparent no questions
2: asked yeah if i can show you this right here we have a little bit of a finished product so this was one that we did recently this is a hancock gasoline porcelain pump plate And uh, if you look on the back of it, that's where we have uh, stickered our certification and it has a grade as well as a QR code. So the customer can actually scan that QR code and it'll take them straight to agscertified.com where you can actually see how this piece graded. Uh, And then as well as getting, you know, your, your sticker here also, we're also adding this card here too, which also has... The same sticker. So, in case a customer says, Hey, you know, I don't want anything added to my piece, we can offer this. Uh, this, you know, is our guarantee that this piece scored it at, at this grade. And then on the backside, it has a photo of that exact piece with it.
1: You mentioned that uh, there are uh, reproductions being made now. Is it always easy to tell a reproduction from an original or are the reproduction's good enough that they could pass for original? Um, you've been around this a long time. Can you just look at something and know?
2: There's a lot of pieces that you could look and know. And I know that Dan can look at a lot of the pieces that, that he's handled and, and he can know, but there are pieces that are being made every single day now that I may have never handled or Dan may have never handled. And, and they're getting so much more difficult. And I think that that's where the XRF analyzer comes into play a lot, uh, just because the, the chemical makeups are completely different from original to new, um, so mastering that was a—it's it, a feat in itself—and learning all of the chemical makeups of, of of old and new. But then also your your eye being able to tell the difference of color, the difference of shelving, the difference of gauges and materials. So I would be really scared to come into this as a novice today because of how much reproductions in the market now.
1: So when you do grade something, uh, how do you grade them? Um, do you have a score that goes along with the items that you uh that you uh appraise and how does that work?
2: Yeah, so that was something that it took a long time for and you know, I developed it with friends and, and I developed it with Dan as well. But over time, what I wanted to try to do was simplify that the process. So, on something simple like a porcelain sign here, it's going to get an 11-point grading system. So, we're going to start in the center of the field. We're going to grade the field. We're going to grade the outer field. We're going to grade the color, the gloss. We're going to grade the surface. We're going to grade the mounting hole, the outer edges. So, we really try not to miss any particular piece. Um and each one of those gets assigned a number. And of those 11 points, that's how we assign to our grade. So, this piece received a 96 out of 100. Wow. So it's a really, really high grade piece. Um, you know, if you, it, it's, it's hard for you guys to see. But I think it only received a little bit for some surface scuffing. From, it's most likely from storage. You know, it's, it's probably new old stock. Um, and looks like a little bit of light mounting holeware. But it's, it's a really, really high grade piece. But those 11 points will equal to what the score receives on a piece.
1: I had no idea it was so involved. Yeah, that's Uh, amazing. What is the value of having an AGS certification?
3: Uh, Well, I I think the the most important uh, product, so to speak, that we're supplying at the end of the day is the grade because when it comes to dictating value on signs, it's all about the condition or is what we're calling it the score that we give it, which is on a 100 point scale. So the higher you are on that scale, the more valuable your piece is going to be. And sometimes the difference between, say, a 75 and a 95 can be thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars. So the real value in you know, the service that we're providing beyond the fact that we are letting you know whether or not your piece is authentic is is the scarcity of the condition of the item. So if you have a rare piece that there's only a handful of known and yours happens to be at say a 95 out of, out of 100, you know, that may be the best condition example of all of the available, uh, ver- you know, uh, variations of that sign to be bought. And by cataloging these pieces on our website and starting to document the sort of population of those items, how many of, say that sign that John referenced a second ago, how many of those are out there? And of them, what's the spread on the condition, starting from the lowest to the highest? If you have one of the highest examples, you probably have a pretty valuable piece. And by having that sticker with that score on it, you know what you have and the potential customer knows what they're going to be receiving.
1: At what point does it become feasible or recommended to have AGS evaluate a piece you own?
2: Well, I think that we've, you know, we've authenticated pieces as low as, you know, two to $300. Uh, There's great pieces of advertising that are a hundred bucks that people may want to have authenticated. Um, You know, I think it's personal preference, but I would say a threshold could be the four to five hundred dollar range to, to start. Um, you know, and, and that's that's the lowest tier that we offer. So to have a piece authenticated and graded by us, that's a thousand dollars and under of current market value is fifty bucks. Okay, that's what that's what we would charge. So it's
1: about. a is it a flat fee that is tiered, or is it a percentage of the value of the item? So we're
2: we're charging a tiered fee, which is right now we have from value zero to one thousand dollars. It's going to cost you. Um, what is it? Dan, is it uh, fifty bucks? Well, it starts at, at thirty, and then sixty,
3: then ninety, and then over ten thousand dollars. It's uh, uh, it's a percentage basis of of the uh, estimated value of the sign. Yeah,
1: what in your opinion is driven prices in the collector marketplace?
3: Well, there's there's a lot of factors there. Uh, I mean, collectibles in their own right, all across the market have, have experienced a bump in the last three or four years. Some people attribute that to COVID, but I think perhaps the biggest driver is there are so many opportunities to collect uh, and, and purchase items today. Five, even, you know, say 10 years ago, the amount of avenues to find rare items was fairly limited. There was a handful of shows, a handful of auctions. But today, the way people are using social media and other parts of the Internet, it's not that it's easier to find the stuff, but there's a lot more opportunities to buy. And for the collectors that are specializing in certain types of advertising or certain levels of value of, of advertising, the Internet has allowed them to hone in on what is rare and what is not. And uh, that's really, you know, it's really escalated prices, uh, but, but on all levels. I mean, uh, you know, it's not not everything has to be Even a hundred thousand dollars. Even a sign that was, say, 200 bucks 20 years ago, maybe bring in a thousand now. So. You know, on that front, as an investment opportunity, but but also uh, just as a market, the demand is high, and a lot of people have access to buy today without traveling all across the country, like John and I still do.
1: Can the average level collector benefit from AGS, and and if so, how?
2: I I think that they absolutely can, from from the beginning collector all the way to a seasoned veteran. I think that the beginning collector is really going to benefit. By getting burned less, by getting getting <laughs> yeah, involved into this hobby, yeah, oh, mean, that yeah, says for, a lot
0: in one small space. Yeah. Does damn, <laughs> yeah. being
2: you know, you know what it's like. You get involved, you want to you know get involved into a hobby, and you, you buy two or three pieces, and then you go to a show, or you want to bring it to AGS to get certified, and we say, hey, you know, sorry, you know, those pieces aren't genuine. We we deal a lot with that at the auction house. Um, when people want to consign and they say, you know, what, what, what do you mean? I, I spent a thousand dollars on this and I spent $2,000 on this. And we have to say, you know, sorry, we, we can't accept it. You know, it's not authentic. So <laughs> that it getting that, it, it burns a, a, a new collector out immediately. And they're like, well, screw this. I'm done with this hobby. You know, I've been burned too many times or things like that. So from the beginning collector, that's where I see AGS providing a, a really, really strong service. And then for your your seasoned collectors and, and the guys who, who, who do know what they're buying and how to buy it, I think that the grading is going to come into uh, much more of a heavy factor with those guys. And I think that this style of grading, uh, it creates a little bit of a competition with the, with the seasoned buyers, knowing uh, that this system is a lot more transparent and it's a lot more accurate than anything that's currently offered. And so one great thing that I really like about the 11 point system is that I could give you a score sheet and I could give this person a score sheet and I could say, Hey, let's score this piece. And you tell me what you think. And I'm going to tell you what I think. And there's just, it, it would be very, very hard for us to be, uh, substantially far apart. So I think that it's kind of shortening that gap of, of grading, um, and providing a little bit more transparency towards, you know, what makes this piece a 95, what, what what makes this piece an 85, and, and, and getting everybody seasoned or unseasoned to, to learn how a piece grades and why it receives its grade.
1: Looking at your website, I see that you offer membership, and I'm wondering what all we can find on the website and the benefit of membership to either new collectors or veteran collectors?
3: So the website is uh, uh, actually launched recently and it is um, currently free for everyone through October 1st. Uh, we're doing this as a promotion um, for the uh, beginning of uh, kicking off AGS. Uh, and But what a membership will allow you uh, essentially is full access to our database. So as we continue to process hundreds and hundreds and thousands of items over the coming months and years, you will be able to go in and look at um, any particular piece and see how many of those items we've done. We, we may have done the, the same type of sign 12 times, and you can go and get a feel for uh, the condition of those pieces. Are they typically really rough? Or are they typically really nice? Or is it an even spread up and down the spectrum? Um, the database, uh, is updated constantly and that will allow you, membership will allow you to scan the QR codes on our stickers and link directly to those items without a membership that, uh, additional information. You'll still know the grade of the item, which will be printed on the sticker. But if you want the breakdown of that grade, you can, uh, join either on a monthly or annual basis. Uh, and have full access to that, as well as other special promotions uh, that we're adding uh, as we go.
1: Now, when you post pictures of uh, different versions of the same sign, will you have a description of when that sign was made, where it was found, uh, what size, you know, physical description, so people we do. So if they're looking at something similar to that, they can go to your website and verify or at least get an idea of whether or not they're looking at something that's a genuine article or a reproduction or an outright fake.
2: Yeah, I think that that would be super helpful for somebody who wanted to have a membership and say they were looking at, like, for example, this Hancock pump plate that they found in a local antique mall or that a local collection or something like that, they could then pull up images of these pieces and be able to uh, come to a a close conclusion of say, looking at the graphic or looking at the mounting hole placement and things like that to determine, you know, to get a better idea of, Oh, is this genuine or is it, you know, uh, is it in a fake? One other thing that I really like about the website that we're, we're getting ready to launch also is our photo archive of, all of the images that we've ever collected of service stations, garages, dealerships. Uh, So a really great feature that I like is, say you found a super shell pump plate. Well, you could then go on our website in the photo archive and type in shell, and all of the original images that we have found over the years are gonna be accessible to you where you can go and look in a station and find that piece on a pump or a globe that's on a pump and things like that. So, you know, it, it makes it a little bit more, um, I don't know. I, I've always enjoyed being able to um, tie pieces to a certain time frame or to be able to show people who maybe they aren't collectors and they come into your office and say, you know, what are all these things here? And I'm like, well, let me show you, you know, and you can pull up an original photograph of that, particular globe or that particular sign or dealership neon fitting where it originally sat.
1: We're going to have to uh put you together with another friend of the show, a uh, uh, buddy of mine named Jeff Thisted, who drives all over the country taking pictures of old gas stations. Awesome. And, and yeah,
2: that's one of my favorite parts of the hobby. I, I love the history of it.
1: Jeff probably has thousands of pictures of places he's traveled oh yeah every inch of route 66 and he drives in a <laughs> uh, a 55 chevy wagon and drives awesome. all over the country and jeff if you're listening uh i think you need to tech- talk to these gentlemen yeah, he probably geez. has some images you'd like to take a peek at so what is yeah. next for ags
2: well we're getting this thing up and running. Like I said, we, our first show is going to be the Indianapolis Advertising Show, which is a—it's not just a gas and oil show. It's all kinds of advertising. We have a major sale that we took part in. It's the September 29th through October 1st. The final installment of Bob Knudsen Gas and Oil Collection was the, the last pieces were all certified by AGS. So that's going to be a big coming out nice. party for us. fantastic you're gonna see some of those six figure pieces all that day that's for sure um yeah and then after that it's um bring it on
1: daniel now this is where you're in the crosshairs because john's been on here and he's answered this question before <laughs> so it, it's up to you buddy what's the dumbest thing you've ever done in a car
3: dumbest thing i've ever done in a car well let's see uh if you need a moment, take it. Uh,
0: <laughs> Sometimes picking it is the hardest part.
3: Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what's, what's memorable. Uh, I, I'd say probably the most memorable, it was actually a van, not a car. We uh, When I was in high school, they opened a Krispy Kreme in the town that I live in, and they did a deal where if you camped out all night, uh, you got free donuts for a year. I mean, me and some <laughs> of my friends just camped out in our cars, and, and and I had a van, actually, which made me the night <laughs> So that's probably the most most memorable uh, car-related story.
0: You know, I, I would spend a night in a car for donuts for the rest of my life. Yeah, I do. It's that's unfortunate $2. and yet <laughs> <it>. obvious. <laughs> I'd do it. Donuts for Free donuts for a year? Heck They'd get yeah. tired
1: of seeing me, man. I'd be
0: there three times a day. I'd be supplying everybody I knew. You know, I was wondering as as you were talking about this, uh, uh, your grading process and people being able to come to you. Have you ever thought about uh, being available, like on a phone? Is there part of that club, or when people join your your service, can they call you and say, "Hey, man, I'm looking at this," and then do like a phone FaceTime thing oh, to show man. you what they're looking at? Almost like you know, a teledoc, but you could have teleworth. Uh, that would that'd be great to do, and
1: also probably scary to do.
0: Well, you know, it's it's a uh, it's one where it it would be it would cost less because, you know, we're not going to verify or certify anything. Yeah, nothing we like be on there. We can give you a qualified opinion. Is that is that anything yeah, that
2: works? Yeah, I think that over time as technology gets better, absolutely. You know, right now as it sits, we can't authenticate anything that's not in front of our face. Uh. But there's plenty of pieces that are out there that are just blatant oh don't don't worry about it leave it right worth that you know and then of <laughs> course there's pieces that's like hey you might want to let me have a second look at that so yeah I think that the that the future could could definitely hold something like you that. You shouldn't for buy right that, but I will.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I'm, yeah, I'm dragging yeah. you Where guys, are you? Uh, taking you guys into that uh, one one uh, aisle in Hobby Lobby, going, "Wait a minute, is this sign original? No, is this it is is not original? original no, Mark. no. Yeah, Damn yeah, it. Yeah. They're they're awfully yeah. cost effective. I found this in the trunk <laughs> of an old Chrysler. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> Along with the body. <laughs>
1: We've been speaking to John Mahovitz and Dan Morris of Auth- Authentication and Grading Services. Gentlemen, please take a moment and tell us how people can find you.
3: So the the easiest way our website is agscertified.com that will and like I said that you can join for free. It's very easy to join through October 1st and get a feel for what we're providing. All other contact information is on the website and uh you know, feel free to reach out if you have any questions or if you have a collection or need advice or we would love to talk to you. Um, But the website's the easiest way. You can also find us on social media, uh, Facebook. It's Authentication and Grading Services. um, And you'll be seeing a lot more out of us in the coming days and weeks on all social media platforms.
1: Fantastic. Nice. Gentlemen, thank you both for being with us.
2: Thanks for having us. Thank you guys.
1: What we didn't do that I normally do is we warn the guests that I'm going to ask the worst thing you ever did in the car, dumbest thing you ever that
0: did. That was uh, he and was so, he was like being so delicate with it. Bless his yeah, people. Dan and heart. gave
1: us a really G rated Disney. Yeah. This is okay. <laughs> I, I, I can't I camped out for donuts. And then after, when we were off the mic, <laughs> uh he may or may not have alluded to the fact that he's done other crap. And I'm thinking,
0: why didn't you say that? He was trying so hard to be considerate. Bless his heart. He, you know, and I, I think that's the first time we've talked to that, uh, that guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he's, he was, uh, he was, he was being nice. And, you know, we're wearing our little button downy shirts yeah. and stuff. And so he wasn't prepared. Next time, though. <laughs> well, we're going to, we're going to dish some dirt. Here's. <laughs>
1: okay. This is, I, I, I'll, I'll feed everybody one that I haven't brought up before. And it wasn't Uh-oh. in a car. It was on a motorcycle. First sport bike. Uh 83 Honda VF 750 Interceptor. Not the fastest thing in the world, but quick enough to go out and do heinous crap. I had a state trooper. If anybody's familiar with south suburban Kansas City, I had a state trooper chase me through traffic from... Eighty seventh and four thirty five out by Shawnee Mission Parkway. Yeah, he caught me on the exit ramp at hundred nineteenth and I thirty five.
0: Oh, good lord! And I
1: didn't know he was behind me the whole time. <laughs> I was just hustling to get home, <laughs> and he pulls me over finally. And I've I've been north of a C note. I'm north of a ton more than once on that trip.
0: Oh, and.
1: Uh he says where are you in such a hurry to get son and i said well my girlfriend is cooking spaghetti tonight which was not untrue and i'm notorious for being late i told her i would be on time i'm hustling to get home and he says you're going to be late and i said please if there's any way you can avoid writing me i'm in delayed entry for the navy Oh I cannot get into trouble. They will frown on this greatly. Is there any way you can give me a warning? And to his credit, and you know state troopers got no sense of humor. (laughs) True. And to his credit, he gave me a warning and cut me loose. Oh wow and well thank you he, sir during the conversation he asked are you trying to avoid me and i said man i didn't even know you were behind me <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to avoid cold spaghetti sir
0: <laughs> yeah so uh
1: that's one and my dad's listening dad i'm really sorry
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: pops i, I honest I'm, to God, <laughs> i'm really really sorry i apologize uh but there's a reason i don't often answer this question on the show and it's because the list of dumb crap I've done is <laughs> extraordinary.
0: <laughs> There's not enough space on this hard drive. No, it's not that. no. No. We'd have to go to cloud storage. Thank you very much. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for spending time with Driven Radio. We love what we do, and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our listeners, and that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. You can find us online at Driven Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show. You can find us on LinkedIn as a Driven Radio Show Podcast, and you can find us anywhere fine podcasts are heard. I am Brett Hatfield from Mark L. Groves. Yo. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on Driven Radio. <music>